Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Divi Chat. Each week, some of the brightest Divi minds from all around the world get together to share their knowledge, expertise with Divi and WordPress, and how we run those Divi and WordPress businesses. Tonight, you'll be listening to episode 60, where we'll be discussing how to handle support. Let's get chatting, but before we do, let's meet this super amazing panel. And we will start with ladies first. Hi, Leslie. Hi, um, I'm Leslie Burnell of A Girl in Her Mac. Um, and I'm here in San Antonio, Texas. And you can find me at a girl in her Mac dot design. I almost said dot com. No, it's dot design. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to give them the girl in her. A girl in her. No, I got her. Buy it. Nobody better buy it. <laughs> uh, 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 nobody said anything. Nobody uh, said anything. I already bought it. Sorry. Leslie. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> That's my Christmas present. <laughs> That's right. All right, and I'm going to go from my left. Hey, Corey. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, happy to be back. I've uh, been off uh, sick and the holidays and all that fun stuff, but uh, happy to be back for this episode. Uh, Corey Jenkins here, uh, developer and support uh, person um, for AspenGroveStudios.com and Divi.Space. Coming at you from Prescott, Arizona. Boom. So glad you're feeling better and you're here, Corey. Thank you. Tim. For a second there, Corey, you were, I thought you were saying, I'm happy to be back to another episode of Corey Jenkins. And I was like, since when did we <laughs> rename Divi Chat Corey Jenkins? No, you, oh, you didn't know that. Oh, it's, 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 called, it's called Corey Jenkins Chat. We just chatted about me, <laughs> you know, what I did during the day. Hey, I'd join that. <laughs> um, hey, everybody. Tim Streifler here uh, from Austin, Texas. And uh, you can find me online at divilife.com and timstreifler.com and wpthepodcast.com. Awesome. So glad you're here, Tim. And my name is David Blackman with Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space, WP the Podcast, and obviously Divi Chat. And I am coming from you in Lafayette, Louisiana this week. Home, home for the holidays, home for the winter. Staying warm and stuff. Be heading to Texas in a few weeks. Yay! So looking forward to that. Maybe seeing some of my friends and connecting and stuff. So looking good. Tonight we're going to talk about support. This was a topic that was recommended to us by one of our viewers, actually. I don't remember who it is, and I don't have the spreadsheet yeah, open right Josh, now. his name is Josh, but I didn't get the last yeah. name, actually. Yeah, but Josh. <laughs> Well, Josh, we're going to talk about support and documentation and, and, and all of that good stuff. And um, I'm assuming we're talking about product-related support as opposed to maybe client support. I'm not sure. Maybe yeah. we can. Is that what we're supposed yeah, to talk about, Yeah, like e-commerce e e type stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. I mean, some of it might carry over to client side as well. But I think, yeah, e-commerce would be mainly the focus. Well, the good news is, is that you got a panel full of people who have products and run e-commerce platforms and have some pretty good experience with Divi and, and support and stuff over the last few years. And um, so hopefully we can share some of our knowledge and wisdom and tools we use and tips and stuff. And, um, you know, I, I won't steal all of our thunder. Corey heads up our support over there at Aspen Grove Studios. We do a, he does a phenomenal job and we have, awesome support manager and pablo pablo who has, pablo who 
Woot. <laughs> who has uh, an un? Most people don't know this. I'm going to say this because this is something that I'm very proud of. Um, you know, people give reviews and stuff on Facebook and Google and social media and whatnot, and you know, Aspen Grove Studios has a five star rating with like in excess of sixty reviews. Ooh. Well. We don't control that. You can't delete somebody's review. That's something that just, you know, they can either give you a good one or a bad one or, or a mediocre one. And, um, you know, it's something that I'm really proud of. Pablo and Corey has done a phenomenal job of, of taking care of our customers and clients. And um, so I just want to give a shout out to Pablo, who usually watches TV chat. Too, good job, so. Pablo. We love you. Woo-hoo, Pablo. All right. So. Where do we want to start? Which direction do we want to go in? Want to share our experience? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd kind of uh, first like to start um, just with uh, the WordPress community uh, as a whole and the way that, um, you know, product-related, SaaS-related companies view support and its importance. Um, you know, you, you can watch a lot of interviews uh, with, with some big-name um, WordPress people, uh, I know Pippin is, is one. He had he was on Divination. Uh, I don't know, it's probably close to two years ago. But he was on the Divination um, podcast, and uh, there's been quite a few other people that have talked about it. But they, you know, look back on the uh, success of, of the company and the turning points and the most important aspects. And uh, you know, a lot of these people, from iThemes to um, you know to easy digital downloads and and, and big. WordPress companies like that really attribute the success of their company directly related to the, uh, to the importance and, you know, the, the stress that they put on great customer support. Um, you can put out the best products uh, in the world. Um, but, you know, ultimately people are going to have questions about those products. There are going to be conflicts, um, you know, so, so to keep those customers coming back and, and spreading the good word about your company, uh, customer support is of, of the utmost importance. Um, so that's just kind of like a recurring theme. If you talk to some big name, uh, WordPress products, uh, e-commerce owners. Yeah. And I, I think I want to, you know, WordPress as a whole uses the phrase happiness engineer with a lot of their support stuff that they do. So I think it's WordPress's ecosystem as a whole, stressing the importance of, you know, taking care of the customer and stuff. So even yeah. with the phraseology. And, and to that point, I've heard it said quite a few times before, uh, it, you know, in the WordPress space, it doesn't matter if you're selling plugins, themes, hosting, or whatever. At the end of the day, you're a support company. Um, you know, you're you're as good as your your customer support is. Uh, if you don't have good support, then you're going to just dwindle, um, like like Corey said. Um, and and uh, yeah, to that point, I think. Um, my success in the the Divi community has been by kind of following that model and focusing on, on support and, you know, hiring a full-time support person, knowing that I cannot handle that many tickets per day and still be able to create products and everything. Um, So yeah, support is, is, is huge. And I don't know if, if necessarily uh, we're specifically talking about just um, WordPress product companies, but um, you know, outside of, of WordPress products, um, if you think of the most successful companies out there, I like to use Apple as an example a lot. They have phenomenal support, whether you're in their retail store or you're, you're calling, um, you know, their, their business support or whatever. Um, you know, they have very, very great high level support. 
Um, you look at any successful company out there and their customer service and their support is going to be top notch as well. That's cool. all I had to say in this moment. <laughs> I, do you want me to keep talking? I was typing something, and they usually <laughs> apparently they everyone a, else here was multitasking. Kind of, kind of, <laughs> uh, I can only do one thing at once. Um, <laughs> so Go ahead. I, I will say though that um, the, uh, Corey brought up the divination episode with Pippin, and, and um, I learned then uh, about Help Scout from Pippin, and so. I knew right away I wanted to use the Help Scout tool. And so that's what we use. I know that's what Corey and David use on, on their side as well. So Help Scout is a phenomenal tool. And I'll tell you all the reasons why I like it, but I'll let these guys jump yeah, in. Yeah, I, I think we can... Uh, um, Help Scout. We can, uh, we, we can share our journey. I laughed when you said that you use Help Scout now. I remember the first early days of product support and stuff, and uh, we didn't use Health Scout and stuff. I think we used what do we use, Corey? WPMU Dev or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Well, initially it was just uh, you know just regular email. email support without a queue or anything, and then we used uh, yeah we used w, WPMU uh, their support plugin until um, we started having uh, some some issues with it. It you know it, in in theory it worked it worked great for us, but I think we kind of outgrew it and started to have some some bugs and, and whatnot with uh with it um yeah and then did some research had had uh, uh pablo our support manager do some research and settled on help scout which i'm absolutely thrilled with yeah and but, help yeah, scout is a, a premium a premium product so this is not something that is uh free i believe we pay a monthly cost for it per user and um, I, I don't yeah. know how many users we have, maybe so, five or so, something like that. Go ahead, yeah. Leslie. Well, okay. So I've, I've never used any um, support plugins or anything like that. I don't get a lot of tickets and stuff. But just so people know, because I, 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 since I don't know these, Help Scout and Zendesk, are those all the same types of companies? And are they like support forums or are they just um, ways to better manage <laughs> tickets or, or what are they? I mean, they're definitely competing products. Um, from what I understand, they work quite a bit different. Help Scout, what makes it unique is the customer side. Um, it looks like they're just getting an email from you. But on the um, the company side, um, it's a full queue and you can assign and close and, you know, see different It's things. a ticketing system. It's yeah. a ticketing full, system. Okay. With full blown queue. Ticketing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But the client sees, doesn't see any of that. So they just think you're getting a, a personal email from you, which, oh, okay. um, you know, people are used to email. They don't have to relearn a ticketing system. I actually use that help scout with a third party add on plugin um, from sprout apps and it's called help scout desk. And what that does is it brings in um, the help scout ticketing into um, my uh, Divi life website. And so when my customers are signed into their Divi Life account. They can see their open tickets and they can open a ticket directly from there or they can just email support at DiviLife.com. So it kind of basically gives the best of both worlds, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not overly um, familiar with uh, with Zendesk. I, I do know that we, we kind of uh, looked into that as an option um, when we were looking at, at several different... Um, uh, help desk uh, solutions and uh, help, help scout for us just kind of seemed like the most logical based on, on price and it, its features. Like Tim said that the customer doesn't really know any difference, but, but there are some like really cool integrations, you know, like, like, you know, you can put like a, uh, 
you, you can put like a, you know, like a buoy icon or something like that that appears on your site. The customer clicks it and they can fill out a support ticket right from there. That will then go into our support queue. And then within that support queue, we have different like workflows. Uh, for instance, um, I handle a lot of the uh, account related stuff or, you know, any of the escalated um, uh, technical issues, which we might then have to pass on to our development team bugs or, or something like that. So uh, we do have like a, a, a pretty advanced like workflow um, set up in there, which kind of helps keep things, um, uh, you know, c- kind of organized uh, for us. But um, let me ask, let me ask a couple of questions, Corey, that may help the uh-huh. audience and stuff. When would be a good time to move to something like a help scout when you're obviously it's a premium service they have other methods out there that may be free and free plugins in the repository and stuff. When do you guys and Tim, this, this will be geared towards Tim and Corey, but when do you feel like it's the appropriate time to move to something like a help scout and stuff? I would say right away. If, if yeah. you, as soon as you have tickets and if you plan on, you know, growing your business, knowing that you're going to have more and more tickets, I say right away for a couple of reasons. One, it's going to help keep you organized. So before you even hire someone, you're not going to get have, you know, a flood of emails in your inbox and, you know, lose track of what you have a, a ticketing system with the queue to stay on top of things. But then also, additionally, when you do hire someone, you have an already established system with a bunch of, of uh, ticket history for them to search through to find past responses. And so they can basically just jump into your um, you know, established system and, and workflow and be able to, you know, when they're first getting started, be able to search through all the tickets that you've already answered and, and to help them, you know, find answers to questions and so forth. Yeah, I, I agree with what Tim said, do it sooner than later. Um, and if not, then the moment you feel like you're not organized and kind of overwhelmed, it's overwhelming <laughs> uh, by tickets, not only is it time to get a solution like help scout or, or possibly Zendesk, whatever might work best for you. Um, but also, you know, at, at a certain point, if your company is growing, you're also going to have to use that to gauge when to, when to make a hire. Um, you know, if you're, if you're doing development and you're doing all the financials and you're doing everything else, uh, support sometimes, unfortunately might get thrown on the back burner. And that's when I think it's very important to, uh, to, to make a hire, uh, and, and bring in a, a in-house uh, support person who can really learn, learn about your company and give that, uh, you know, 100% focus, uh, to your clientele. That's, that's really important when, when you know, you'll know <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, and do it sooner than later. I, I wish, um, SJ could have made it because I kind of think of him because when he, you know, a couple years ago when he was one of the first, Divi plugin developers and he had the first CSS course and stuff and had created Divi.space and he was all, well, I think he had one partner. Um, but I remember, you know, he, everything was popular. Everything he made was really popular and he didn't expect everything to go so well. And so he was like a one man show practically. And I, I remember talking to him, he was just like completely overwhelmed, you know? So, um, so yeah, you got to kind of, think ahead if you can but you yeah. know in his case it kind of he was like wow people you really like the stuff though yeah I'll, I'll never forget this um when we hired pablo it was like right when i was going on on a vacation i, I think you remember this david I, I went to california with my family and we you know we, we go on vacation try to every year it doesn't work out 
but it, it was it was right when we um, kind of formed the uh, the ultimate Divi bundle with uh, with Tim and Dan Mossop at Divi Booster, and at the time I was I was doing all the support, and it was starting to become rather over, overwhelming. But this product, we, we didn't necessarily have an immediate idea of how popular it was going to be, but um, it, it happened to coincide like right when we released that product, we hired Pablo, and it was like the perfect timing because I was able to like pseudo like enjoy the, uh, the vacation <laughs> and Pablo just like took the bull by the horns and like was such a relief. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this, this is awesome. That's um, awesome. Yeah. I remember yeah. that time. It's I'm a wizard. Uh, it's a yeah. It, it, it was like, I don't know. It was just the perfect timing. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, go ahead, Tim. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I would say when you are hiring someone, hire someone like Pablo or like my support person, Shafak. She's absolutely awesome. Um, and someone that's not afraid to take initiative and, and know that, hey, my, my one of my bosses is on vacation. He probably doesn't want me to ping him every five seconds. I'm going to, you know, take the the bull by the horns, like Corey said, and, and be able to handle it and, and find someone that's not afraid to do that. Yeah. What are some of the benefits of um, using a SaaS uh, like Help Scout versus, you know, some of the other other, you know, options that are out there that we've discussed, like self-hosted plugin or, you know, Josh, the viewer who suggested this topic, you know, said that his big debate when starting out was should he self-host the plugin build using Divi contact form plus a contact form or go with a SAS vendor. And obviously it seems like overwhelming unanimous on this panel anyways, is go with the SAS model. Um, documentation jumps out at me right away um, as one of the benefits of help scout and stuff, um, having that all tied in together and stuff. Now, what yeah. are some of the other benefits? Yeah, documentation, stuff? FAQs. Uh, a, a big thing for me is taking the load off your server. Yeah, you've got all these tickets coming in, and with tickets, there's screenshots, there's files. If you're using a self-hosted plugin, that's all adding to your server load and database load on your WordPress website. So the the awesome thing about a a, a SaaS model um, solution, it like like Help Scout or or, or um, some of the others is that all of that is being stored, all those tickets are being queued actually on their on their service uh, as opposed to your website because it, it does add up pretty quickly. And, you know, how, you know how important um, just like optimizing your website is. Well, imagine having like hundreds of people uploading like gigantic images to your website and, and things like that over, over the course of time. So it really yeah. helps take that strain off your server. Yeah, I, I was going to say the exact same thing, Corey. And um, to add to that, I would say uh, when people are uploading big images and like that, and it's going directly to your website, they could potentially bring down your entire site. Like that, that is definitely a risk depending on, you know, your hosting and what your resource limits are and everything. Um, but then beyond that, even if your website goes down for something else, you want customers to still be able to open a support ticket. And so if, if it's connected directly to your site, then they don't have that option. Um, but yeah, the, the biggest thing I think is what, what Corey said, the database and, and server resource bloat. And, and I, I think, th <clears throat> Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go. Well, I was just going to ask, like, I, I would think, um, you know, you'd have to balance out. Cause I, I would assume like, you know, when you first get into the e-commerce thing, Money, you know, money is an issue when people are like, okay, well, can I do all this by myself if I just build everything with all these free components or pay the premium for, um, you know, a service that already does all this? 
And you have to consider that you're not just losing money by like, like money, money. You're losing money out of, uh, from time when you have to figure out how to do all this stuff for free on your own. That's going to cost you more in the long run for a yeah. lot of people, you know, than just, just pony up the freaking, you know, right. the, the, the fee. And then yeah, the, it's not the that expensive, actually. It's very nominal monthly fee. So. Yeah. And then, like, to your point, Leslie, even more so the time later down the road when you're having to, you know, fix it and, and yeah. maintain it yourself. But when you have a, a SaaS company that's doing it and it's on their servers, their resources, they're, you know, making updates, adding features, and they, like, that's what they do. They specialize it. And, and so rather than trying to, like, self-host or create your own little solution, um, that's what they do best. And they have, you know, thousands of customers and all this data to know what's going right. to help people, you know, do customer service better. And so, so don't reinvent the wheel if you don't, don't reinvent the wheel. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I think one of the, the, the big features that I like that Corey kind of brought up is, you know, what are some of the benefits of like a SaaS model, at least with help scout and stuff, can't speak to the other ones, but um, the frequently asked question, the ability to turn, you know, something that gets asked over and over and over and over again, added to, you know, the FAQ section with the click of a button pretty quickly. So that's huge, you know. So um, that's a, that's a, to me, that's a big benefit and a bonus time saving feature that's, uh, that, that's built into it and stuff. Yeah, I actually, I don't use the knowledge base feature of Help Scout. I have my knowledge base directly in Divi. And, you know, I mean, you can make the argument both ways. I wanted to integrate it into my site so it, you know, was right there with support um, and just, you know, all one seamless experience. And then also everything to be indexed uh, with Google as part of my site as well. Um, but I mean, the, the knowledge base in, in help scouts awesome. And if so, if it wasn't for those things, I would, would be using it. Um, and you know, sometimes I debate moving over to it just for simplicity, but. Yeah. And I don't know, do you either of you, Tim, you obviously made that decision to go that route. Is that, um, do you feel like it's an SEO benefit to have all of that data? Um, on so your site, it gets, so it gets indexed and it's part of my, my main divilife.com, um, What's it called? Uh, XML. Uh, shoot, I'm like totally blanking. <laughs> Him sick too. His brain's I am fried. <laughs> the uh, the um, shoot the I, thing I know what you're talking about. But... Of your site. Oh my yeah. gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, on, Corey. So... Help Corey's... him out, Corey. Help him out. Corey's like he's looking at them. Um, yeah. What's Corey's what's Googling. the file that gets submitted to the search engines that show? Sitemap. Okay. Thank Site you. Lord. I'm waiting for someone <laughs> to chime in. Yeah. So uh, my knowledge base gets indexed in my sitemap with the rest of my site. Um, and it's on my same domain. So, um, and, but with help scout, you, you put it on a subdomain. I mean, it's, it's debated amongst SEO experts, whether or not keeping things on the, the same site or putting on a subdomain has much value. Um, because technically according to Google domain, um, authority isn't a thing, only page authority. I disagree. I think and a lot of SEOs agree as well that um, domain authority is a thing and building up that one domain is is worth it. So anyway, that was kind of my thinking behind it and just for to have it kind of seamless with the rest of my site. But um, again, the knowledge base in HelpScout is great and I would be using it if it wasn't for that fact. What about WeDocs? I've heard of that one. I've never... Corey, Corey is sitting over there talking away. You got to unmute. Sorry, it's muted. Oh, 
I was, I was going to say, uh, uh, you can't, sorry, you can set up the, uh, the C name record, um, and help scout to, to, to where it is that domain. So like we have support dot studios.com. So you, uh, otherwise your FAQs will be, you know, like Aspen studios dot help scout. Dot com. So, so you can set up that C name record for the right for the subdomain, it, and then from there it's debatable as you know to the yeah. But Google still views that subdomain as a as a separate domain, not as part of the same site. Where mine is is divylife.com slash knowledge base slash you know how you do X Y Z. But yeah, again, it's, it's still debatable with with SEO experts whether or not that adds much value. But you know, there was a uh, a joke there for a second that I could have went with that. Corey just pulled the Corey Jenkins. <laughs> what were you saying, Leslie? You asked a question about oh, WeDocs? I, I had heard of, of one called WeDocs. I don't know how many of these types of services there are out there, but I imagine when people look around, there's a few. I've never heard of it, so this is <laughs> this is my first. Oh, this <laughs> is a uh, it's a documentation plugin. Oh, okay. WordPress. Uh, it's a free. WordPress documentation, uh, and it's theme based. So it's got, you know, pretty decent. Uh, it's got thousand active installs. It looks like it might be new, relatively new. So it might be something to check out and look into. Yeah. If, if it's searchable, you know, like, like if it, uh, if it creates like, a, I don't know, like a, like a custom post type or taxonomy and it's, it's searchable, uh, that definitely has value. That's one of the good things about like, Help Scout is you can search within that particular knowledge base instead of like searching the WordPress site as a whole um, on a topic. Like, like we have a lot of blog posts. So if, if we have our knowledge base actually on our site and somebody goes to search like, um, you know, some plugin issue or, so, or something like that, it, it might pull up a bunch of stuff that's not relevant to them, like an FAQ or documentation. Um, so I, I'm imagining that that plugin um, has its own like custom post type that's only searchable within that. I don't know. So, yeah. so, so to me, that's that's kind of the value of using something like like Help Scout is that it's all self contained search. Yeah, I, I will combat that with um, <laughs> a custom search plugin called Search IQ, and it's autocomplete search, um, and you can have it, and you can choose what what post type or um, and 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 you can basically do just that is is choose if you want it to search all blog posts all um you know products too or just a, a certain post type did um, you get that leslie for the show notes yeah search iq search iq yeah i i don't have that on my site i need to add it but i don't have a ton of documentation yet to um but i i as i add more i need to find better ways to organize it and everything well, I'm well, pretty sure you will. Go ahead, Leslie. Well, I um, I I'm just by myself. I don't have um anybody working with me. When I when I started my business, I, I have I have no um intentions of growing my business or hiring people. So when I had first started with my child themes, um, I started getting questions on basic things that had nothing to do with my child theme, and and of course I you know being one person, I I can't be handling those kinds of of questions all the time. So. That's when I had decided to put on, I think most of mine, if not all, have, you need to know some CSS and HTML. And my my most recent ones, you need to have experience with WordPress and Divi. Oh, not because I want to shut out the beginner market, but 
I'm one person and I can't field all those questions that have really, most of them have nothing to do with my child being. So, so, you know, that's an option for someone who's maybe in the same position as me. Um, my child things are a side thing. It's not my main bread and butter. I just like, I like to make them. Um, but you know, there's probably others like that out there and, you know, I don't have any type of, um, support plugin or forum or anything like that. I don't get a lot of support tickets because I have, you know, these, um, disclaimers, I guess, or whatever on my products, but you know, it works for me. Um, it's, it's enough, it's enough for me to handle. So I'm not overwhelmed. <laughs> it does work. It's called that, you know, some kind of reverse marketing or something. <laughs> right. You know, don't buy my stuff. <laughs> don't ever come buy my stuff. You better be an expert. And you can people, buy it. Just people know, keep buying the stuff. Know, so. know kind of what I know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I totally get it. And if you're transparent, and that's you know, that's I think it's great. You know, I mean, if you're yeah. letting people know what you're what you're you I will and you will not. Do, I think people might think yeah. that like, I just don't want to deal with beginners. It's not that I'm one person. I can't deal with that. And right. I don't want to hire people. I don't want to be a manager and, you know, manage other people. Um, right. That makes so, sense. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, to that point, you know, Daryl asks, does anyone outsource for support? And I do know that, you know, there are platforms. Is Zendesk one of those platforms that you can, you know, they have a built-in support staff there that actually handles the support for your products. I know there's companies out there that there does it. Like that, yeah. yeah, I haven't heard that about Zendesk. Um, I just know they have the the software and everything like Help Scout. They might have that as an add-on thing. But yeah, I, I've definitely heard of and, and seen companies advertised where you can outsource support and yeah, you pay a, a fixed fee or, or whatever. Yeah, I, I think it's po it's pretty popular within the uh, the hosting realm. Um, from talking to people yeah. at WordCamps and, and whatnot, and there are, um, you know, I, uh, from what I heard, it's it's kind of you know, there's a lot of firms like in Eastern uh, Europe that kind of specialize in customer uh, support uh, outsourcing for uh, hosting companies and uh, other other SaaS type type companies. Um, but I, I think they actually do give you like dedicated support people because you know the, the important thing to remember is that these people must know your product and and your your customer like the back of their hand so um you know so I, I think it's kind of important for them to be focused on on your product and know your product rather than just like spewing some uh faq type uh, answers uh, to, to your customers right yeah and and i think for me i want to have people that are on my team that are loyal to my brand and um, you know, because really at the end of the day, your customer support people, they almost become your sales force too, uh, because they're a direct reflection of, of your brand. And, you know, even people that do really learn your product, as Corey said, you know, they're still just going to, they don't have any loyalty. And so they're just going to be copy and pasting, you know, they don't have that same, you know, desire to really like go above and beyond for the customer, you know, to make that experience better. Um, and, and I'm sure that there are, you know, some outsourced customer support uh, companies out there that can really provide that extra level of, of service. But for me, I just, I kind of like being able to control that process. Yeah. And, and I, I love that point too, because it's so true that your, your support staff does also become your sales team because there, there are, uh, you know, so many questions that, that get directed to support that uh, either, you know, directly or inadvertently kind of go the sales type direction and they have to know your products and the way that your company operates, but they really are on that, 
um, front line of, of sales as, as well. Even if you may not think they're going to be, they're, they're going to be. So, you know, beyond technical support, customer support, they're, they're going to be also that sales type, uh, pre-sales type support as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about ideally what, you know, what we think makes a good support person. So if people are looking and they decide, you know what, this is important. It's, it's, it's hugely important for my company as it grows and stuff. What am I going to look for? What kind of characteristics do, you know, do I want or need to look for? And I guess the first thing that comes to my mind initially, when we started talking about this episode and opened it up and um, Corey was talking about uh, big WordPress companies out there, one of our good friends, Matt Cromwell comes to my mind, you know, as support, you know, um, a, a great support person because his temperament is very calm and level headed. And, you know, you're not getting, you know, you don't take things personally and you're not, you're not like, fight. Well, some people want to, yeah, some people want to come in and fight you. You know, I mean, Hey, I bought your product and it's not working. Yeah. And why in the heck, what the heck's going on? And, you know, and they're F bombing your support staff or whoever. And you're and, like, did you unzip it first? Yeah. <laughs> You know, so I think me personally, I think, um, you know, what makes a really great sales, I mean, a great support person is, you know, someone who's doesn't react to all of that stuff, you know, and I think that's what makes Pablo so really good is that he, you know, he doesn't take it personal. They're not attacking him. You know, he cares Believe me, he cares. He want if if a customer brings something up, Pablo's bringing it to me and Corey. You better believe it. When's this gonna get done? And when can y'all have it fixed? And blah blah blah. blah. You know, I'm sitting there like, well, you know, we got with the fifty million other things. It's in the queue. Uh, I think that brings up another point. Sorry to interrupt, David. But no, go ahead. A support person, a good support person, will advocate for the customer and yes. do what you just described and say like, Hey, this needs to get fixed uh, because this customer is dealing with it. Like when can we, you know, and really, yeah, or I've seen this come up uh, X yeah. amount of times in the past week. This is an important issue. So your support right. form is really an area where you collect bugs, you get feedback, you, you get new product ideas and, and it's important uh, that your support staff recognize when, when those appear and, and that they, they get locked and, and a good support person uh, you know, like Pablo or, um, or, or Tim support person is going to recognize those and, and really help you out with that. And yeah. what is, what are some of the characteristics? Obviously we named a couple. Are there any others that you guys think? I would say, I would say good, good writing skills and, and, and good English skills. Um, you know, cause that, that's, that's important. Um, you know, I, I guess a, a more broad way of saying that is good communication skills. Yeah. Good communication. Absolutely. Uh, because that's their whole job and it seems kind of obvious, but, um, I, I want to go back to, um, I say back, but because uh, David and I talked about this on WP the podcast, I realize we haven't, I haven't mentioned this on David chat yet, but <laughs> I want to bring up. Um, You're killing me, man. You're killing automatic. Me. I know. Uh, automatic, they're the company um, behind WordPress.com and they have a lot to do with WordPress as a whole. Uh, but automatic and, and Matt Mullenweg. Uh, he's the CEO of Automat, co-founder of WordPress, and he actually interviews every single person that applies for a job um, before he hands them off to be interviewed by that particular manager of whoever's team it's going to be on. Um, and he also, he does the first interview over uh, Slack. 
which is the communication tool that they use internally. And so he wants them to be able to show that they can communicate over text effectively um, because that's the bulk of their internal communications as well as communication with customers and so forth. And so, um, yeah, that's something that I kind of took to heart is like, okay, like, you know, in interviewing, let's, you know, Facebook message back and forth and they don't realize that, hey, that's like part of the interview, but like how effectively can they communicate over a text-based chat? Because that's what they're going to be doing with the yeah. customer. Uh, well, it's, yeah, I mean, I guess my, with Help Scout, it's not like chat, it's it's more email, but still same same idea. Um, so I'd say that's definitely a, a, a priority is making sure they can communicate effectively over text. Yeah. Yeah. Communication, temperament. Yeah, I, I would say, um, depending on your product, and I think it definitely rings true for um, for our company, for Tim's, for a lot of SaaS-based companies, you have to have a, a pretty good technical understanding. Like for us, you know, Pablo is able to, um, you know, go in and, uh, you know. Troubleshoot. Yeah. Troubleshoot and, and give the customer, uh, you, know, some, you know, lines of CSS if need be. And, and figure out what, what the issues are. So I, I think, you know, depending on, on how large your company is and how many support people you have, your, your first your first hire should have, you know, a, a lot of these traits that we're talking about. Uh, compassion, uh, being able to, you know, to see the problem through the customer's eyes, uh, uh, you know, de- definitely good communication skills. And, and then I, I think it's, it is important for them to have that, um, that, that knowledge of, uh, you know, that technical skill related to your product. Uh, otherwise, they're, they're going to be reaching out to you constantly. Uh, when, you, you know. when you guys hire people for support, do you give them copies of all your products to play with? Or Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 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 And uh, to, to Corey's point, I, I totally agree. Like, yeah, for me, I'm not going to hire someone unless they know WordPress and Divi very, very well. I know bigger companies they look at more of the other characteristics we talked about, you know, empathy, communication skills, you know, the right personality. Like for example, WP engine, I have a friend uh, that works for them and he started at, you know, the base level one support and he had never used WordPress, never touched a, a, a web server or anything. Like, you know, I, I would say he's probably more tech savvy than the average person, but he was not by any means a WordPress developer. Um, and, they hired him based off of his um, personality and, and and his other strengths, knowing that, hey, we're going to put him through a very thorough training. Obviously, WP Engine, you know, they have a lot of venture capital behind them and they can afford to do that. You know, smaller startups yeah. don't really have that. And so you need that technical. But um, but I would say, yeah, uh, technical cool. huge. Um, but if it's like one or the other, I would say lean more towards, you know, making sure they're a culture fit. Um, because you you can train, although when you're you know a small team, um, that's very time consuming. As Corey mentioned, for them to be pinging you every five minutes for simple questions. So skill, communication, personality, compassion, empathy, trust, trustworthiness, trust. Absolutely, you know. I love the Boy Scout traits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and I think I think uh, it was also said that I think is. Um, very important, and it, it definitely works well with our company. I'm sure it does with Tim's as well. Um, you know, they gotta like where they're working. You want them to be loyal and stuff, and and they they because they are brand ambassadors, regardless of you know what position or what role they're playing and stuff. They're they're your brand ambassador. So, and and I gotta give it to Pablo. He's one of our biggest cheerleaders. 
you know, he has uh, um, come on board. He loves us as much as we love him. So, um, and that's important. I think, you know, that's, that's, that comes through to the customer when, you know, you've got somebody that's working for you and with you and they feel like they're, you know, it's, it's, it's part of their company and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and they've got to fit your existing company mm-hmm. culture. We're, we're pretty, you know, kickback, easygoing. We joke around quite a bit. Pablo fits, you know, fits the bill. Um, all of our employees do. And, and that's, that's very important. Uh, you know, who your, who your company is, your employees kind of have to, you know, fit that model because they are an extension of your company. Um, and, and you're working with them, uh, every day as well. So make sure they, they fit your company culture and ideals. All right. Well, let, let me see here. We've talked about, you know, traits when looking for someone, uh, we've talked about, you know, tools that we've used and stuff. Um, documentation, is there, what else are we missing? Are we missing anything what about, else? Um, where you guys hire from? I, I assume you have people from different parts of the world. Is it, uh, you know, like exchange rates come into play and all that stuff? I hired. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so ahead, I hired her uh, from the Divi freelancers for hire. Since I'm a, a Divi product company, I wanted someone that knew Divi. And so um, the Divi freelancers for hire, Leslie and I are both actually admins of that group. I'll put a link. Yeah, and that, that's a great place to find people because it's people that know Divi. Um, well, they're supposed to if they're going to be in there yeah. for jobs. Um, but that, that's, you know, it's very, yeah, it's a job board. It's nothing else uh, because otherwise we remove it if it's not a, yeah. a, a job posting <laughs> with our set, our set I rules. Hit but, real quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but that, that's how I found her. And yeah, it's been it's been awesome. Yeah, and I think we posted an ad in. You know, I, I know I'm the one that posted the ad. Um, <laughs> I think we posted the ad in, in Facebook, the same group that they're talking about. And we did have quite a big response to it for the support position because I felt the same way. I feel like, you know, it's important that they know the, the platform that we're using, that they know Divi. The majority of our products are Divi based. We have, you know, do have a, a couple of WordPress products now, but they work with Divi also. So they, they learn them and, um, you know, they're able to troubleshoot them, but we got quite a big response and we ended up hiring Pablo obviously. Um, but yeah, Facebook would be one. I do know that since then, which that's probably been what, almost two years ago, I guess, Pablo, Corey, I can't remember how long he's been, but it's been a while. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I know we, I think we hired Pablo was like August or something like that. Okay. So, so like a year and a half. Um, yeah. So I do know that like Upwork and and places like that where you can go, <laughs> Divi's a pretty popular platform. Number one WordPress, they they advertise it. Divi expert experience with Divi, and so you can you know go on those platforms too, and I'm sure find what you're looking for. Yeah, um, Josh brought up a really good question. Uh, if you don't mind me, David, changing no, the subject a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, he asked, do you guys find video support docs are more effective than written ones? Um, and my answer to that is both. And I think for, for two reasons. One, everyone learns differently. Some people like videos and they like to kind of see you do it and, you know, hear a voice talking uh, while demonstrating it. Other people, they want to skim the um, 
the support doc and just find, you know, kind of what they're looking for in that moment type of thing. Uh, and then I think the second reason is, at least for me, I like to be able to do both depending on how difficult it is. If it's something uh, like a simple to use plugin, oh, this is all I'm looking for. Okay, here's how you do the short code or, or whatever. Um, but if it's something more complicated, well, then I might use do the video initially and then refer back to the written document layer. So I think both are, are very important. Um, and so I, I try to do both for all my documentation. Uh, I still have a couple that I need to add the written portion as yeah. well. But. Yeah. I, I think it's not, not only the way the person learns, but also thinking in lines with the, you know, like website accessibility uh, protocols, it's probably a good idea to have both. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously if a person has a certain disability, they're going to have to have a hard time watching watching a, a video of steps, whereas if it's written out, uh, you know, there's, um, you know, software that's going to read those steps out to them, et cetera. So I, I think for accessibility, it's important uh, to have both. Yeah. And, and for, for search engines too, if someone's, you know, typing in, how do I do this and, you know, this product or whatever, some people, I actually find myself doing that is searching Google rather than trying to navigate, you know, a website's, you know, documentation section. Cause Google's a really great search engine. And so yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just search Google and find the link to their site rather than, you know, search their entire site. And so as Corey mentioned, the accessibility, but also having the text there for search indexability. When I first started, um, I did what others were doing at the time, which was our documentation was um, a PDF, um, which of course in hindsight is pretty dumb because if you want to edit it or something, you know, you got to redo the whole zip. Um, but now, you know, I, I, I make a dedicated documentation page on each um, demo install and it kind of matches the look of the of the theme or whatever. Um, but yeah, so, you know, if, if you're again, if you're like someone like me and you're, you're just yourself or whatever um, and you're wondering, OK, well, what can I do? I just uh, make my documentation pages using the builder. Um, you know, I do a FAQ. I'll use toggles or an accordion, um, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, that's that's an option. Yeah, I know there's one thing that we do that, well, that, not that I don't do it. Corey and, <laughs> and uh, Pab Pablo does it. Uh, and I think Corey does it mostly because um, his Internet's better than, than Pablo's. But I know that we utilize uh, Loom quite a bit for, you know, follow-up support video documentation. So, you know, and I know that's a invaluable tool. But as I'm sitting here listening to this podcast – and Tim is talking, I'm thinking about indexability, SEO, and value of what could that bring, you know, I don't know if Corey can answer this or not, well, but it, does, it, does Loom show up in Google well, searches? I, I don't know, but there's so many in support, there's so many different scenarios, which I, I think is mainly what we use Loom for, or a lot of the... Um, just, you know, random technical issues that might come up. You, you can't necessarily create documentation. You don't want to index documentation for all those maybe what could be one-on-one -on -one cases, uh, which which I think is primarily what we use it for. Uh, now, if, if we were doing like, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, here's how our website works, here's how you access your, your product license, kind of general uh, things like that, you definitely want to use YouTube and you want to have those... Um, you also want to have that, that documentation written out step by step. But Loom is awesome for that kind of one-on-one -on -one, uh, communication with customers where it's maybe a one in 100 uh, thing or issue that pops up that you just need to shoot a video real quick to help somebody uh, understand what, what they need to do. Maybe it's a plug-in conflict. Uh, maybe it's something with their host. 
so so I think Loom works works great in those situations. Yeah, add that to your to your tips, your tools Loom? of support. Loom. Okay. Because Loom Loom is super awesome for quick creating quick videos and stuff and um sharing them with, with support stuff. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm gonna check that out too. Yeah, yeah well they use cool. it. Corey's not thinking the way my brain's thinking. I'm thinking I, I, I agree with what Corey said and, and those one off, you know scenarios where it's just an odd random thing but there i'm sure there's probably been quite a few questions answered where we you know we may have be able to shoot like a quick video post that up somewhere and they possibly could search for it find the answer for themselves and not even hit our support if it's something that's you know kind of a common question and stuff yeah, beyond yeah most of the common questions yeah we, we try to like document out the faqs but they got videos uh, you know, could and, and should probably be added in, in a lot of those, uh, the, the frequently asked repetitive type questions. Yes. Yeah. Why? And actually on that topic too, um, there's definitely ways that you can encourage customers to search existing knowledge base or FAQ articles before answering a support ticket. Like for example, um, Pippin on, I know for sure on affiliate WP, I assume his other product sites as well, easy digital downloads and so forth. He has, he, he wrote a custom plug and we actually gives away for anyone using help scout is um, before opening a support ticket, it asks you what you need help with. And when you type it automatically auto completes and shows a bunch of knowledge base articles that would fit like what, what you typed in. And you have to do that before you can even open a support ticket. So it forces the customers to be like, Oh wait, there's the answer to my question right there. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I personally get annoyed by that. Um, (laughs) Now, now help scout does have integrated just, you know, uh, you know, with their, with their premium plans, they they do have integrated to where uh, they have like your most popular uh, articles. And they also have that, you know, as you're typing, maybe the issue it'll populate. Uh, So help scout does, does have that uh, in their beacon integration. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, uh, and, and, and I'm constantly opening up tickets with easy digital downloads, but yeah. I, I kind of, I kind of like personally get a little irritated with that. Yeah. I can um, see that. you know, I, I, I don't know. I, th- maybe that's just me personally. So you don't want people to go through like too many steps before they can right. open a support ticket. You want to have that like level of openness and accessibility, that's but, true, um, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Help Scout actually has that built in kind of out of the box with, uh, with a beacon to where it'll pre-populate answers. Um, but, yeah, so, <clears throat> Help Scout and these other plugins generally work with WooCommerce and EDD. Yes. Okay. Well, I can't. I can't the, answer other plugins. Yeah, <laughs> where, where, where you're going to be where you're going to be integrating them is like okay, so so like in Help Scout, there's uh, there's a, a plugin um, developed uh, with like easy digital downloads. So and, and it's just like an API integration type thing. So like when you're in Help Scout, it actually pulls in the customer's order data. So you can see without opening your website necessarily, okay, they open a ticket and yes, they've purchased this product. Here's their license. It'll have like their purchase history. Um, I, it's a free plugin for easy digital downloads. I think WooCommerce has one, but it's automatic. It's I think it's paid. It's like 80 bucks or whatever, like, you know, their average um, uh, plugin is. But yes, there's typically integrations for at, at least those two that I know of. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I mentioned earlier, I use a, a add-on for Help Scout called Help Scout Desk, which adds in that 
basically the ability for customers to see open support tickets on my website when they're signed into their Divi Life account. And it also adds what Corey just described for, for WooCommerce, be able to pull in the order data so you can see. Um, I think it does it for easy digital downloads as well, but uh, it, it obviously I'm using WooCommerce currently. Uh, and, and that's important because part of what they pay for with an active license is updates and support. And so, you know, if they don't have an active license, they haven't paid for the plugin, then, you know, they can't get support. Yeah, and, and, and it's nice if, if they open up a, a Help Scout ticket and they're having, you know, maybe they want a refund or maybe something on a certain product. With a Help Scout, it'll show that order number. You can actually click right on it. It'll open up a new tab, take you right to that order with an easy digital downloads, and, and, and you're right there without having to do, do a whole lot of work. So it's that yeah. integration is nice. What else? Did we miss anything? Yeah. Man, I didn't think we'd talk for near this long on this <laughs> That's topic. That's what we always think. <laughs> we've, we've gone the extra mile, so to speak. Uh, yeah. We have some great questions from our live chat, too, which, yeah, which helps have, keep the conversation yeah. going. Absolutely. What, uh, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we start doing some parting thoughts? And, um, and that way we can close it down for the evening. And, you know, I'm going to. I'm going to mix it up and let me see who's going first. Tim's got the face. Go, Tim. Go, Tim. That was the face like, don't choose me. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I'm choosing you. Uh, <laughs> so I would say my final thought is hire a support person sooner than later. If you're a one-man team or even a small team, hire a dedicated support person sooner than later. You will not regret it. Uh, because, um, yeah, it frees you up to be able to focus on marketing, you know, uh, building other products, other parts of your business. Um, so that would be my parting thought is, is hire someone sooner than later. Boom. Corey. Uh, parting thoughts, uh, just make it a, make it a priority. Um, you know, in, in our case, David and I are, are business owners. I, I uh, handle the uh, support side of, of our company, and obviously we have, we have Pablo doing all the heavy lifting. But make it make it a priority. Uh, be, be dedicated to it. Uh, talk to your uh, support people. Personally, I try to glance at the support forum first thing in the morning, last thing before I, I log off for the night. Because chances are, if there's a problem with your website, with a product, that's going to be your front lines of, of learning about it. Uh, you know, we, we've heard a couple times, hey, this isn't working on, on your website. And that actually, you know, gets caught by people on your side of opening a support ticket. So uh, beyond the customer service aspect, making sure your your uh, your customers are happy. There's also, uh, you know, the side of other other parts of your business that, that come in through support. So make, make it a priority. Don't skimp on it. Hire sooner than later and hire a good person. Leslie. Um, well, I guess my parting thought would be, um, if you're going to go this route where you're growing and you know that you need to hire support, just make sure you're in it for the long haul. Um, cause you know, now you have other mouths depending on you. Um, yeah, I guess that's really what I can say. Cause I don't, I don't use any of these stuff. But. <laughs> that's a very good point. Uh, we, we, we very much, I totally get that. I feel the same way. So, um, my parting thought, hmm, let me see here. Hire quick. Let me see what else. Uh, be dedicated to it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that I can say anything more than what's already be said. Already said. 
Uh, I will say that support is very important. It affects your company entirely. Bad, great support can be amazing for your company. Bad support can kill your company. So I kind of agree with what everybody said. Take it seriously. Um, if you're not the right person and you're getting offended, here's my parting thought. If you're not the right person <laughs> and you're getting offended by every support ticket that comes in because they don't think your product is the best thing since sliced bread, <laughs> hire a support person uh, with those temperaments and qualities that we mentioned earlier. So, um, let's see here. Sales funnels in a later show. Hey, Josh, that's a great one. I think sales funnels would be a great topic to talk about and stuff. So, um, all right. Well, I think that doesn't. Haven't we already done something similar to sales funnels? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. We've done 60. So I, I, I think remember. we did like landing pages or something like that. Yeah, we did, yeah, we like, did long form sales yeah. pages, but we didn't okay. not specifically talk about yeah the difference. Yeah, sales funnels is a little bit different than the than the okay. long form yeah. sales page, but yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Divi Chat. Remember to head on over to our website divi.chat. Check out the show notes for episode 60. How support can help you. <laughs> How to handle support. That's the title of the episode. I'll get it right one of these days. <laughs> something about uh, support. Something about yeah, support. Something about support. If you like the show, feel free to like, subscribe, and review. You know, if, if you've watched or listened, please remember to like, subscribe, and review. That's how other people find us. If you're free on Tuesday nights, 530 Central, come hang out with us on YouTube. We'd love to have you chat with us and, uh, we do have a rather engaging chat going on at the same time that we record this because we do it live next week. We'll be tackling another fantastic topic related to WordPress and Divi and how that can benefit your business. So thanks again for tuning in and listening. And until next week, we'll see you then. Bye. 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 -bye.